Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right. In this episode, we are going to preview the national title between Michigan and Washington. And we'll recap all of the bowl games of the past week. And we'll start with uh, with the playoff game. So let's let's get to the Rose Bowl. Michigan beat Alabama in overtime, 27-20, instant classic. What were your thoughts on the game? Well, it's just awesome that now two years in a row we've gotten some awesome semifinal games. Uh, but yeah. yeah, this one, well, it, it was the finish was great. It wasn't like the cleanest the cleanest game, especially the kind of the first half. You know, Michigan had their some special teams problems. I mean, right off the bat, they they muffed that punt and gave Alabama the yeah. short field to to kind of take the lead. And the first, I, I think it might have been the first pass of the game, the first play of the game. Uh, McCarthy, we thought threw a pick, but. Yeah. Caleb Downs was barely out. Yep, it was. Uh, yeah, so there was that, and then, and then, and then Alabama, you know, throughout the game had center snapping problems, and that was kind of a, a theme in this game, and and it was a theme kind of at the end of the Auburn game. Um, but if I was a Michigan fan, I probably would have passed out on that last drive just because it was so tense. But then I, I seriously would have had a heart attack oh. on the muffed punt. Like at the end of regulation, because he had, you know, he had to retrieve it at the goal line. And, you know, for a split second, you're thinking a safety. But then I thought for sure, then I kind of knew, okay, he gathered it. I thought for sure he was going to fumble because like simultaneously as he picked it up, he got drilled. And I'm thinking, what a shitty way to lose. Like I've already went, I already went there. Like (laughs) it was just unbelievable. No, Uh, that I don't know how he held on to that because he was, what's that? He he started at the ten. He backed up to the five. Like, what are you doing? You're just going to fair yeah. catch it. Oh my gosh! It was very, very, very scary. Yeah, uh, especially yeah, if you're a Michigan fan. And yeah, and he he had the ball. I think in the arm that was that got hit like immediately. It so yeah, I agree. I thought it was going to. I thought he was going to fumble. I thought it was going to be a touchdown. I did too. But uh, you know, for for Alabama. They and Saban said it after the game. They they kind of shot themselves in the foot, and not just like the final play of the game because there was like blocking issues on that where it actually could have been a, a a decent play, but it just didn't look good. But but they had it. They had some chances to put put away the game in the fourth quarter. Milrow he fumbled the ball near midfield with like mm-hmm. in early on the fourth. They were up seventeen thirteen. Like if they drive down, kick a field goal, or obviously if they score, pretty much game over. And then. And then the the next drive though they did they did get at least a field goal to to go up seven which by the way like Alabama having a kicker now that's like drilled a fifty two well, yard like yeah not used I to think that. They're, he's finally gonna be uh, gonna be gone after this year but yeah they they <laughs> Reichert has been uh, a godsend for them yeah and then that final drive by Michigan like what an epic drive to tie it and and this was the scenario that we kind of talked about previewing it's like can J J McCarthy make the throws or can he do a, a drive when he needs to against the Alabama defense? And he, he answered that like, and I thought it was a no brainer um, that Harbaugh went for it on that fourth and two. Yeah. Uh, with like three minutes to go, they had three timeouts, but like you, you just could, they were at their own 40. It wasn't like they were at their own one or something, but you mm-hmm. had to do it. Um, and then, you know, he had another long pass that was, it was tipped, but Roman Wilson like was, made a super catch to go up because it looked like it was going to be picked um so that was just an incredible last drive and then finally in overtime it was kind of like old school michigan they just their offensive line flexed their muscle and and quorum broke through but just it was an awesome game 
Yeah, it was. And and after that first half, I mean, Alabama was lucky to, it felt like, have it as close as it, as it was. They were down yeah, was three weird. and a half. But it felt like Michigan dominated. Um, like Jalen Milbro was getting sacked every other play, it mm-hmm. felt like. Um, but like you said, I mean, Michigan muffed a punt. Uh, Riker in the first half had a 50-yard field goal at the end. So that special teams kind of kept them in it. And then... But then, yeah, second half, Alabama came out looking better. They had a little bit more quarterback run game, kind of mitigating the the O line pass protection issues. But but yeah, they just couldn't put it away when they had a couple yeah. drives where they had chances to, like I said, if they go score a touchdown, maybe game over. But um, but yeah, some other plays of the game. Let's see, I got to bring up. Well, the the um, JJ McCarthy catching that that lateral. Oh, uh, the the trick play. I mean, I feel like it's being. I feel like on Twitter, it's almost being overrated at this point because everyone's talking about how incredible it was. And but it was like it was it was great. Like it, most quarterbacks, like almost every quarterback in the country, that thing is that's a fumble. That's a backwards <laughs> yeah. pass. Doesn't catch it and could be going six the other way. But he made a great play to come come up with it and then quickly get rid of it. And yeah, well, well and on that play. Um, I think it was Kool-Aid McKinstry who was in perfect position to defend the pass. Like there was nothing there. And then for some reason, I, I think he just thought McCarthy's gonna get sacked or he's gonna yeah. fumble this or something. He just starts running after the quarterback from like 25 way. yards away and left uh I think it was Roman Wilson wide open. So anyway, but that was a that was a big play because it could have been a turning point if if McCarthy doesn't catch that. But but yeah, overall, I mean Michigan was just they were the better team. They 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 looked like the better team pretty much all night. Yeah, they did. It was uh, all day. It was good for. I mean, I don't. You know, people out there. I don't care if you hate on Michigan, whatever. That like they they've paid their dues the last couple of years in terms of they've gone to the playoff, didn't break through. They've you know they've they've earned it now to 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 get a win like this. So. We'll see if they can they can do it all, but uh, it was a good win for those guys. And I don't think Michigan fans maybe they don't care about this anyway. But if any Michigan fans are going to be annoyed at that if they win this, other fans are going to put an asterisk on it because of the you know the scandal. Maybe look at it as you know what maybe we wouldn't be here if it weren't for the scandal because this whole us against the world thing it's mm-hmm. obviously seemed to really motivate galvanize them, so. them. Yeah. So honestly, maybe the cheating scandal. Maybe it wasn't uh, getting the signs that that you know made them so good. It's just the motivation from the haters. That's right. That was Connor Stallion's goal of this whole entire thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was at the game. Yeah, uh, that is crazy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he, this guy, this guy is something else. That's so funny. Um, it's just funny that he just still. I mean, he took the fall and and he's still ride or die with Michigan. Like that That's guy, hilarious. Loves Michigan. <laughs> uh all right anyway oh i think milro just got sacked again but oh. we can get to the uh the sugar bowl here so yeah, why you, another you another the lead here classic game yeah washington beat texas 37 31 and another game that came down to the to the final play and <laughs> it looked like it was it was over uh should have been washington was was up two scores but michigan ended up uh getting or not michigan sorry uh texas ended up 
having a chance at the end and on their the beginning of their final drive they on the punt return there was a kick catch interference that gave them a nice boost and then unbelievable it was pretty bad and someone in our discord another nebraska fan mentioned oh man nebraska fans know what this feels like because it did feel like a nebraska game washington was pulling a nebraska where like they're just going to somehow lose this game and yeah texas you know drove down the field and um time was of course a factor and they just they had they took two shots at the end zone and the washington dbs just made great plays to well the the only like i don't you know i'm not an offensive coordinator the one play that was odd was when they did that kind of like stretch option play or whatever yeah, i think they, he was the, trying to like get half the yards get down to like the five and then have a closer shot yeah it does when it doesn't work it looks really bad i guess he just thought hey they're gonna be playing for the end zone this right. will give us a free yeah 12 yards and make it a much more attainable uh and shot at the end that, zone so uh, it was weird but i i could see his thought process yeah and then the fi- the only thing that was kind of anticlimactic is the last play he kind of you were kind of threw it out of bounds. Like, no, like, he threw it too far. Yeah. He, I mean, Mitchell, like, could have made a great catch if the defender wasn't there, maybe. But, like, in, and you watch, I watched that replay over and over. Like, it was just one on one. Like, he had a ton of end zone to himself. Like, I mean, it obviously hindsight's 2020, but it's like, dude, just throw it in, see what happens. But, yeah, no, I agree. Um, it was, you kind of, you thought they were going to pull it off. And, like, if that happened, that would have been one of the most, epic collapses like mm-hmm. just because they didn't even get like an onside kick it was just the the series of events that led to that was was just mind-boggling but uh but, i almost expected i didn't expect it but when washington's last drive they they obviously just had to run 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 to to yeah. you know, have michigan burn timeouts and and you keep saying and, michigan texas yeah oh sorry texas it's all right yeah. uh or no I've now I'm lost. No, but, you were right. Washington was run, run, run. There should have been yeah. run, run, run. And Texas was burning timeouts. Yep. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but I almost expected DeBoer to just on third down, just, just go to a Dunze, just, just end the game here. He, it would have been, been super, known. super gutsy and probably un, unwise, but I, well, I, I wouldn't have been shocked. People were talking about that. And this, I don't have a problem with it, but on the, the, when they were up six, um, with you know just over just under three minutes ish, they on third down he passed it and it was incomplete. Um, and so they kicked the field goal and it would have made Texas call their second timeout. And like, I don't really have a problem with that, but that people were kind of saying that that would have been part of the reason they they lost. And it's mm-hmm. like you're still trying to, you know, two and a half minutes. You're still you're still playing the game. I don't know. Yeah, and they've, little... they've won games like that before this this year. Right. You know, I'm trying to remember exactly the game. Was it against Oregon that they did that? I don't know, but they've they've been aggressive on you know late oh, downs yeah. just because because it's just it seems like automatic. Just throw it to a Dunze and you got yeah. a first down. They um, but but similar to the other game, like or Washington Polk. was the better team in this game, like at least in terms of how they played, like um. Like Penix, man, that guy, oh. he was just because Texas, their defense didn't really have an answer for him. But it's it's almost like he was just dropping dimes everywhere. Like there would be pretty decent defense. It just it was just the perfect throw. It was. Yeah, just no, they perfect. there were several plays where the Texas DB was in perfect position. There's not much you could really do. Yeah, it was like the receiver just happened to have a, a split second 
eye longer on the ball, but it was, he's just totally in sync with those, those receivers. And, um, but, but, but yeah, they're, um, they, they deserved it. They deserved that win. And it's crazy. I, it's just, it's unbelievable. They're, they're not, <laughs> the Huskies keep these, these one score games. It just makes no sense. Yeah. And their, their defense really wasn't good in this game. Um, it just, it prevented the big plays and kind of did what they needed to do. But, Texas's offense, I'm sorry, Michigan's offense. No, just yeah, there. of course, I got it right there. Uh, had a 56 percent success rate, which is really good. So Texas was moving the ball, but they just they didn't get a ton of big plays, and they had a fumble in the plus territory. And yeah, they lost the Texas lost the turnover battle two to one, and and Washington's defense at the, like I said at the very end they made a couple pass breakups. I know, especially on that second throw the. Was maybe the the pass was too far. I think the first throw might have been a little too far. First too one, far. it was like almost almost a throwaway. Like he, yeah, they just he tried to zoom it in there. It wasn't there, but but uh, but yeah. Anyway, just kind of zooming out from this game. Like it's it is just crazy that Washington is is in the national title two years after going four and eight. Um, I mean, Kalen DeBoer. He's he won three NAIA championships. He also took over a four and eight Fresno team and yeah, in two years really had them good. at 10 wins or nine and three i think but uh and now he's done the same thing at washington he's just he's great they're, they're just they're they're this year's tcu where like the record is outstanding and they they deserve to be where they are it's just the at the you know the close wins and the average defense hasn't cost them um you know the the last 10 games have all been decided by 10 or less eight of those have been one score games they just it's just it's baffling yeah. It's, it's yeah it's incredible it does you know it does feel like they're this year's tcu they just have uh i would say a, a better quarterback and a, a couple of of better receivers like it's oh, just their no their offense is awesome they're so fun to watch yeah um okay well let's oh by the way kaylin DeBoer's record at washington 25 and 2 just insane insane <laughs> Um, but let's let's preview game. the championship game. Now I get to talk about Michigan. I've been wanting to talk about them clearly <laughs> for a while. Uh, it's Washington against Michigan. It's going to be played in Houston. What uh, what matchup are you looking forward well, to? Well, this, this is game? really all. This really is is just a preview for they play October fifth in a conference game in Seattle next year. So just keep that in there mind you go. when you're that's, watching that's this the game. One we're really looking forward. To. Yes, yes. Uh, no, but I, um, I you know I mentioned they're like TCU. I, I don't. I don't foresee them this game being like TCU Georgia last year where they there's a a massive blowout um <laughs> you know but this offense they're just like I said they're so good they're in such a rhythm um you know even a great defense like Michigan is going to give up some some plays that's just the nature of of this offense it seems um and then you know you look at Michigan like that that us against the world Michigan versus everybody you know now that they've broken through can they capitalize like I think for them, the, the key is they need to dominate the lines and keep the ball away from Washington, which is kind of what they're built to do. Um, I I don't first like if this game gets into kind of back and forth shootout, I I would favor Washington there. I don't I don't like that if I'm if I'm a Michigan fan. So um, so yeah, what else are you looking at? I've got I mean, a couple I, matchups, but yeah, I'm looking at uh, I guess washington's offensive coaches ryan grubb oc and kaylin DeBoer, the head coach up against defensive coordinator jesse minter because 
I mean, yep. that's th- three of the best coaches in the country on on their sides of the ball and of course everything would have been different so this is kind of a crazy thing to say but it just think if uh if ryan grubb had gone to alabama this <laughs> past off season where i think he interviewed neither of these teams might be here because maybe alabama is a little bit better offensively and, and beats michigan and maybe washington is uh, a little worse offensively and, and loses but a little bit of a stretch but either way just to see if if minter can i guess scheme things up well enough to get pressure on Penix, get some sacks, get him out of the pocket where he's not quite as good and just not allow him to sit back and drop dimes like he did against Texas. Just because, yeah, I mean, it just if he has time, his receivers don't drop it and he's going to place it right where it needs to go. So that uh, well, that would that's, scare me if that's what if I'm betting Michigan. But it's also I guess you can on the flip side, it's kind of scary if you're Washington like that Michigan D line, the way they just got after Milrow, who's even he's an athletic mobile quarterback. Um, you know, if they're able mm-hmm. to get break through the the Husky offensive line, it could be a long game because Michigan could just salt it away with their ground game uh, against you know that a little bit weaker Husky defense and, and pull it out. But I don't I don't know if that's going to happen because I mean, one I think DeBoer could scheme it if he might do more some some more quick passes to kind of offset that Michigan D line. Penix has only been sacked eleven times all year, yeah. so the O line's done very good. Um, it's I man, it's just I can't, I can't believe this team is is a game away yeah. from the national title. Like, well, they, you you went two and zero against the spread in uh, in the semifinals. I was zero and two. I was opposite you. Uh, uh, so who do you like here? There's uh, Washington's favored, or sorry, Michigan's favored four and a half. Yeah, well, and last week I I picked Michigan to win it all, and mm-hmm. they still could. But and I I think they're the more well-rounded team. But I, something's just telling me Washington here. Minor upset. Okay. Um, that's where I'm going. Um, now this is the best defense the Huskies have faced all year. But DeBoer just knows the right buttons to push. Like I said, there's no defense sometimes for these perfect throws, and Michigan can't just key on Adunze like. McMillan, Polk, even that their Westover, the the he's getting key catches. Like I just I think DeBoer could scheme something up to at least keep it in the in the four and a half. They've had one of those magical seasons. Um maybe the Pac twelve goes out with an ad, an Addy. Yeah, yeah. That would be crazy. And I mean I've yeah, like I said, I was 0-2 in the semifinals. I've gone against Washington each of their last two games. The, the, it's a conference title as well, and that was uh, not even close as far as the the spread. Oregon, yeah, not close to covering. But I'm going against them again. I I just don't think their defense is going to be able to prevent Michigan from running the ball. They're going to run it, run, 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 like they did against Penn State. I think it'll be. Oh yeah, I think there'll be a few more passes than there were in the the second half in that game. But uh, Washington is. They were the seventh worst team in the nation in rushing success rate allowed. Now that's not opponent adjusted, so it's it's not exactly accurate, but still, it's it's not great. Um, so I just, yeah, I think they're not going to have to ask JJ McCarthy to do a ton. They can just, you know, have timely play action passes from him, um, like he's done all year. And you know, but the way I lose if if Penix plays like he did in that semifinal game, then there's nothing you can do to stop it it feels like um he yeah. he's like you said he's only been sacked what do you say 11 times all year so it seems like really hard to get pressure on him that that offensive line won the joe moore award and they they kind of proved why uh against texas a really good defensive line i guess we also didn't bring up and it was obviously a huge play in the 
the Texas game was Dylan Johnson getting hurt. Yeah. That obviously stopped the clock uh, to give Texas a chance, but he's, he's going to play supposedly. And mm-hmm. like, no one knows the extent of how much it's really going to impact him, but, but that could yeah. be something like if he's, if he's 50%, that's a key cog for Washington. That's, that's just, it is because they have the other backs, but he's, he's a, he's kind of, he can be a bruiser. Yeah, I just, it, it is. And obviously he's, he's had a big year. We'll see. I just don't, I just don't know if they're going to run the ball very well, regardless. I mean, they didn't run the yeah. ball well against Texas. So no, no, but, Texas is harder. Probably even, well, I don't know. Those, those beasts in the middle for Texas are hard to run on, but Michigan's no slouch either. So we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm just, I'm picking Michigan. I just, I don't fully believe in Washington still, which is I know. crazy. I, they're it's, it's, 14 and 0 or whatever, but we'll see. It's a, the spread is, it, it is just wild that that's Washington is, they're only a four and a half point underdog. Like this is not a toss up, but it's close ish to a toss up. That's just kind this of crazy. This would be one of the most, in the CFP era, I would be the most unlikely champion. Um, and mm-hmm. before that, it, I, I'm, there's probably an obvious one I'm missing, but this is, this is up there in terms of kind of preseason. Like we knew Washington was going to be good, but yeah. like we didn't think national title good. Right. Exactly. There's cause when you look at the, the team talent composite, I think Washington is 25th, 26th, something like that. So that is not, yeah, that's like, okay, they can win the pack 12, but if they get yeah, to the yeah. playoff, are they really going to win two playoff games? You didn't think so. And then Michigan too. I mean, Michigan is, well, obviously, we are not surprised the way they've performed this year based on what they did last year. But from a roster standpoint, I think they only have like two five stars, something like that. So it, really it's developed the talent. They're fifteenth or so in the in the talent composite. So this is uh, not your your typical national championship. Yeah, and the first what and I think it's the they said it's the first national title since uh, two thousand fourteen. The first playoff that there's no sec team you know, mm. they're bookending this 14 playoff oh it was ohio state oregon now you've got well it's big 10 pack 12 again there you go well and it yeah, it's big 10 big 10 this time so that's uh that's right it's a conference game how could i forget <laughs> <laughs> all right well they will big 10 will claim it if washington wins <laughs> <laughs> man this uh yeah it's gonna be fun all right transfer portal I uh, got some news. So DJU is going from Oregon State to Florida State, going back to the ACC. Well, if Florida State's still in the ACC, who knows yeah, what's going to happen point. at this point. No, um, I think it's a solid get for Florida State. There's not, there's no one in the transfer portal that is a home run at, at the quarterback position. So getting DJU is a, a pretty high floor. Uh, we saw him with good offensive coaching this year. He had his best season yet. Not amazing, but uh, right. but he's solid. Yeah, I'm, it'll be interesting to see him there. Um, Cam Ward made you know there was so many suitors. He was one of the highest sought after quarterbacks in the portal. You thought he was going to Ohio State, thought he was going here and there, but down to Florida. But now he's off to the NFL. Um, kind of interesting. Like I'm not a draft nick, but just kind of reading through, he's not the most highly graded. He's very athletic. He's gifted, might be a project, but I saw a stat too, though, among the power five quarterbacks with at least 300 dropbacks, he has the second worst fumble rate in college football. So that's kind of a bugaboo of his, but he shows flashes. So, you know, I don't know if he, it's just this interesting era where 
the NIL, like, I don't know if he, he was asking too much or. It's, it's, yeah. Apparently, the, there were rumors that, yeah, he was asking for 2 million or something like that. You never know if, when to believe any of these numbers, but clearly he must've yeah. been, if he was even entertaining staying in school, he must've been asking for a lot of money. And I don't know. Especially was, with like big name programs were going after him. So there was some <laughs> dollars coming, but maybe, yeah. maybe that was the case. All right, uh, Caden Salter for Liberty has entered the portal. He's, I mean, he obviously had a great year, ran for 1,000 yards. He threw for 32 touchdowns, six picks, 9.9 yards per pass attempt. Of course, had one of the easiest schedules in the nation, yeah. but but he's talented. Um, I, I think he would be a, a solid get for just about any Power 5 team. Yep. Uh, K.J. Jefferson going from Arkansas to Central Florida kind of off the cuff i thought he might have gone to a uh, a bigger program uh, ucf's good and I, I think it's a good get for gus malzahn seems like it would be a a pretty good fit so that'll be fun to watch him as an as a knight yeah yeah that's i think that offense is the maybe the perfect fit for him um okay let's uh let's get to the rest of the bowl games then and we will start with on Thursday, December 28th, we actually already said last podcast what happened in this game. I think we might have had some misinformation. Uh, the Valero uh, <laughs> Arizona we against close. Oklahoma. We were, yeah, we, it was just, Moments. the game was just starting when we were recording it. And obviously, if you listen to it, you already know this, but we, we just pretended that we, that the we game had already happened and we knew what had happened. And <laughs> our, my commentary was, oh my God, Jackson Arnold just had an amazing game, just <laughs> incredible. And so I was texting Trey during the game because he started out with like... <laughs> he was, he was like, like one of one... five with two picks or something. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh no, <laughs> my prediction couldn't have gone worse. And uh, it got a little better after that, but but still it was, it was incorrect because Arizona got the win 38-24. This game turned on yes an 87 yard fumble return touchdown by arizona because arizona was down 24 13 at the time and ou was about to score so it was lights out yeah it was but uh but that happened and then the kind of game changed and arizona dominated the fourth quarter uh no fita like i said great game 10 win season for arizona that's crazy yeah and as for oklahoma you know you seemingly moved on from gabriel to go to arnold and he's only a true freshman and and he he had plenty of great plays in this game yeah, uh, yeah. so i still would be optimistic about him but he also had plenty of mistakes so it was uh not the best not the best performance yeah, for him and now it'll three be picks year three and, and for, a fumble yep all right uh tax slayer gator bowl uh, you had Clemson and Kentucky. It was 21-10 Kentucky after the third quarter. Then they combined for 42 points in the fourth quarter. Clemson ended up coming back. They scored with 17 seconds left to to win by a three. Phil Maffa had four touchdowns. and But Kentucky really kicking themselves. They could have run away with this one, but they turned it over on three straight possessions in the fourth quarter, and still, you know, they only lost by three. Yeah, that was one of the crazier crazier bowl games especially that fourth quarter tony the tiger sun bowl uh notre dame won 40 to 8 just complete domination really and it was a bunch of backups uh yeah but still i mean notre dame it's not like it was just oregon state's backups like notre dame was very shorthanded too and they just took it to them so not much to take from it no the liberty bowl memphis iowa state memphis 
won 36-26. They've closed as a 10.5-point dog in their home stadium. No no respect. But uh, 10 wins on the year. Good year for Ryan Silverfield, Silverfield's Tigers. They 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 start they were up nineteen nothing in the first didn't look back and they get Seth Hennigan back through for three sixty four four touchdowns feel like he's been there a while yeah um it's get this for Iowa State so Riley Beck threw for four hundred forty six yards Rocco backed oh, did I say Riley yeah oh, yeah <laughs> I don't know why I said Riley <laughs> Rocco backed uh so throws for four forty six they had zero rushing yards on twenty attempts now. I know there's sacks accounted for that, and they were trailing a lot, so they had to pass. But 446 passing with zero rushing. Was That's crazy. All right. Well, the the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic, Missouri beat Ohio State 14-3. to Just Wow. Incredible is- performance from Missouri's defense. From uh, Just a great season from Eli Drinkwitz's team. Their only losses on the year. Close one to LSU and at Georgia. So... Very good. And as for Ohio State, just yikes, three points. And I know they were missing Marvin Harrison and Kyle McCord, but no excuse for for the offense being that bad, the offensive line being that bad in this game. And I think the price for whatever quarterback they're going after, which (laughs) right now is Will Howard, as we record this, Will Howard is going to visit uh, Ohio State. And people seem to think that's where he'll end up. But yeah, I feel like he's he's going to get a little bit more money because Devin Brown was bad in this game and he he got hurt and the freshman Lincoln Kineholtz didn't play well either. Yeah, they were all of a sudden begging for uh, McCord back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. You had Ole Miss and Penn State. Ole Miss thirty eight twenty five eleven wins for the first time in program history. Jackson Dart he was the man. Four total touchdowns, passed for three seventy nine. Yeah, Lane's offense, they racked up 450 yards against the best defense in the country in terms of, you know, yards given up. Um, Caden Priestcorn, the tight end, he's coming back next year, had 10 catches, two scores. Um, you combine the the returning talent with the transfer hall that that Lincoln or that uh Lane's bringing in. Watch out for Ole Miss next year. They'll be a player. Oh yeah. They're going to be a very uh trendy team for good reason next year. Transperfect Music City Bowl. Maryland beat Auburn 31-13. Auburn just couldn't do anything on offense. Two picks, two fumbles lost. Maryland got out to a, a quick 21-0 lead in the first quarter and just, just kind of coasted. Mm-hmm. Capital One Orange Bowl. <laughs> Georgia 63-3 to over Florida State. <laughs> just they could have named their number. It's just, you know, it's just a bummer it had to play out like this. Obviously, with all the opt-outs, transfers, and injuries for Florida State, they, you know, they had to field their JV team. Um, nothing you can take away from this game. Like we knew Georgia was good. We knew Florida State's better than what they showed. Yeah. Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Toledo versus Wyoming, and Craig Bowl. Goes out a winner wow. last game as as Wyoming's head coach. They won sixteen to fifteen on a, a game winning twenty four yard field goal as time expired. And the the game ball goes to the kicker for Wyoming, John Hoyland. He was three for three in the game, including a fifty two yarder in the uh, I think it was the second quarter, and it bounced off the upright. So <laughs> they needed every every one of those points from him. PFT made one too during a break. Oh, uh, did he? I, I didn't yeah. see that. Um, the ReliQuest Bowl, Wisconsin LSU. This was an offensive uh, game. LSU won thirty-five, thirty-one. Each team had a, about five hundred yards. LSU was down fourteen points twice and, and came back. 
And, you know, Tanner Mordecai and the Badgers, this offense looked like what you thought it would most of the season, never really panned out that way. But Nussmeyer and LSU, uh, Nussmeyer looks like he'll be the guy next year. He led a 98-yard drive at the end of the game to to score with three minutes left, and then the defense, of all things, got three sacks to to end it. All right, the last New Year's Six Bowl that will cover the Verbo Fiesta Bowl. Liberty finally took a step up in class, and yeah, it was ugly. I I kind of in our last episode previewing this, I I sort of pulled punches on it, but I I, I kind of wussed out, but. In my brain, I was kind of like, "This, I feel like this is just going to be They're a blowout." So bad. Yeah. And now, of course, uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but it was forty five to six. Oregon won. Bo Nix threw five touchdowns. Just there was no chance. No. All right. Finally, the Cheez It Citrus Bowl, which I don't know if you saw that the Cheez It mascot. He said he was non edible. That was pretty good. <laughs> um, but thirty five nothing for the Vols. Um, you got another offseason of hype coming for for Tennessee freshman Nico Iamalea Ava. Iamalea Ava. Iamalea Ava. I don't think that's right. No, it is. I watched a video. Oh, okay. Nico Iamalea Ava. Okay. Iamalea Ava. I got it. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, he ran for three touchdowns, threw for another one. Their defense just, I mean, Everyone smothered Iowa's offense, but Iowa played three ranked teams this year. They lost 92 to nothing in those games. So yeah, we're going to see how the offense changes at all next year for, for Kirk. All right. Well, there you have it. That'll do it for this episode of the college college football bros. Actually, I, I want to bring up the, the pop tart bowl. I think that was, we were, as we were recording last week, the Pop-Tart was about to get eaten. <laughs> yes. And now afterwards we saw it. What did you think about the, the it Pop-Tart was, getting eaten? It, I wanted to try it, but yeah, they mm-hmm. uh, it, the whole production was cool. That's what made it cool. Like the actual Pop-Tart yeah. itself was kind of whatever, but the the production of him going down the toaster was pretty cool. And the mascot, mm-hmm. the whole game was just a character. Yeah. For sure. No, it was it was great and they, like, it was very scary. The they they it almost it when they ate him it was red <laughs> underneath so it just it looked it was like a horror movie so that's true but like what a genius marketing thing like oh. pop tarts like what a, it's just brilliant just brilliant yeah like, whatever i want to go buy a box paid, of pop tarts now yeah whatever money they paid to sponsor that bowl i think they made it tenfold oh. in revenue from just the, so the publicity viral. all right well anyway now that'll do it for the college football bros podcast uh enjoy the national championship and we will be back next week to uh talk about michael Penix somehow doing it again or jim harbaugh finally proving the bros right that we were longtime harbaugh believers so you can validate it yeah so anyway enjoy the game